Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in Three, two, one. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. We're so happy you're with us today. We're your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and today we're discussing the art of de-aging, a very uh, relevant topic, shall we say, Jenna. (laughs) Yes, especially for 30-somethings in Los Angeles. (laughs) Yep, that would be us our faces are literally and energetically glowing to announce this episode's sponsor is Ona Organics, one of the only skincare brands using the magical ingredient Moringa, a healing tree native to India with strong purification properties. Ona Organics is made with 100% organic and adaptogenic ingredients, and they are the only brand to use Moringa as their central ingredient. For a discount, head over to our shop tab, and we're going to tell you more about this later. But for now, let's get back into this week's episode. And what an appropriate sponsor for this episode's topic. Love, Ona, by the way. My skin is literally glowing. Mine too. So Jenna, do you have a definition for this topic? Absolutely. So this is my definition for the art of de-aging. When you approach getting older as a beautiful layering of wisdom and intricacy upon your bones and skin, embracing yourself, rejecting society's expectations of what aging means and replacing it with positive mantra, food as medicine, and radical self-love. Mm-hmm. I am aiming for that. Yeah? What, <sighs> would you add anything to that, Amber? Um, I really, not really. I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, you, you did touch upon the fact that it's really a program. It's a program mm-hmm. that we can choose to upgrade or run the program that our parents are running or society is running. Um, there's so much behind the idea of anti-aging that society is pushing on us when it comes down to business, really. There's so much money to be made in the anti-aging corporations. Space. Yeah. So much money, you know, playing on people's fears and mm-hmm. insecurities. Mm-hmm. Lovely way to make your money. Yeah, that's right. Bad karma money. So I think there's a lot to there's a, there's a lot of layers to this topic. So really excited to get into it. But that was a great definition, so people know what the heck we're talking about today. <laughs> Let's start with the super basic question, Jenna. How do you feel about the idea of aging? Because clearly it's inevitable, and I think that we all have these ideas about it depending on what our parents displayed, what our friends are displaying how much we buy into society's idea of beauty and the expectations around aging. So give me, give me your idea on this topic. 
Okay. So um, I am one who never really was too worried about aging. Um, First of all, my parents and my mom and my grandma never put much significance or importance um, as to aging or fear of aging or that that would be a bad thing. They always uh, put a lot more emphasis on education on developing your mind so that I think now looking back, it's probably because then if you're spending your time developing your mind, um, that you're not going to worry so much about your, you know, your physical body as much as if you're not putting any attention on your mind. Um, so they were always kind of focused on that. And I never, my mom just kind of, I remember in my childhood thinking that she kind of like aged backwards for a long time. Like I never thought she was getting older or looking like she was getting older. Maybe it was just her being able to take better care of herself as her kids got older. But um, she never like started to look old and then got older looking. So I never really worried about that uh, too much. And, And in terms of myself, I never really worried about that either because I've always sort of I guess had like a bit of a baby face in that people have always thought I was younger than I am. And I never was really worried that I was going to look old, you know? And it wasn't until the birth, after the birth of my second child, and I breastfed for five years and, uh, you know, breastfed through my second pregnancy, breastfed two kids, and then breastfed, you know, one a total of five years that I ended up, you know, getting pregnant and then losing a bunch of weight after getting pregnant because, like, that's what happens when you breastfeed for five years, right? And um, I noticed that the skin on my face was like a bit droopier than it had been previously. And I started to like have that internal conversation of like, am I getting old? Like, am I losing my youth? Like, what does this mean? And um, that's kind of been happening kind of recently. It really wasn't until I turned like 35, 36. I just turned 36 in January. So it was only about then that I started to like really see this and notice a change. And it really kind of freaked me out. Uh, And then just having this conversation about what does this mean? How can I approach this? Um, rightly, I guess you could say, because I I did not want to slip into ego. Like I did not want to slip into negative ego thought patterns of like, um, I need to look beautiful all the time, like forever. Like that's to me an ego position. And I did not want to fall into that. So a trap just, (laughs) yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible, you know? So, um, so that's definitely been on my mind lately. And another thing I might add before I get, ask you the same question, Amber, because I'm going to, um, is about my friends, you know? So I've, I, I've had friends, uh, that, and not all of them, but I mean, just going back to like my college friends and just, you know, people that I know that are my age, I feel like they actually have been doing like, uh, anti-aging things like getting Botox for like, almost 10 years. Like they might've started when they were in their late twenties as a preventative thing. So in the people that I know, this is like a normal thing to, to do. And, um, that also freaks me out because I don't want to be held to that standard. And, you know, as women, we are naturally comparing ourselves to other women. And it's like, if all the other women in your life are, are doing things like that, you start to think like, oh, like next to them, I'm probably going to look like, you know, a sad old bag if they're doing this all the time and I'm not, you know? So just a lot of, of just internal dialogue around that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I hear you, sister. Yeah. How about you? Uh, so the question is, how do I feel about aging? Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, since the age of 15, I've been modeling. And so it's been very normal for me to be constantly considering my physical appearance because that dictates my income stream a lot of the time. So my physical appearance has always been something I'm aware of, but hasn't ruled me to the degree where my life, I, I'm obsessed about it and everything is centered around that. Um, I've actually made a cons- concerted effort to try, take a step back from that and just be as natural as possible and really work on glowing from the inside out. Because my philosophy is that you're a sense of true authentic self-love is going to be the thing that radiates your cellular system that makes you shine, that that makes you beautiful, really. Um, and from that place, I think there's healing and regeneration and youth that shows up in your physical appearance. So I've been more focused on that kind of angle of it. But at the same time, I've been programmed to notice little changes in my appearance, in my skin or my weight, etc. From I, I never really had any wrinkles or aging, signs of aging up until the birth of my first child. <laughs> oh, motherhood. It just takes it out of you, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And it's good. It's a good, it's a good lesson for the ego, motherhood. It's, it's true. Actually, I want to, I want to ref- I want to um correct that. Motherhood was the second major um, space where I felt that I rapidly aged because I didn't sleep for two years because I was doing attachment parenting and Valentine was feeding throughout the night and he was boob obsessed. So I didn't sleep for two years and I was also breastfeeding past two years. And I remember looking in the mirror one day and I felt totally emaciated, totally robbed of all of my own nutrients and um, so many important aspects of my health. And I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, oh my gosh, I have aged about five years in two years. So that was the first, probably sorry, the second time that I, well, the first time I saw a rapid change in the aging process. But when I really get real with myself, I think that the very first time I took a step back and thought, oh, wow, my physical appearance is changing was after my, my big heartbreak. I remember mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. the death, the dark night of the soul, <laughs> that really big ego death, the heart death, um, that moment where your life just gets annihilated, the illusion of love and the illusion of a, a certain big relationship comes crashing down, that after that period, it was so stressful on the heart and it was so stressful on my body. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was I was hijacked by that mm-hmm. negative mind loop and it really mm-hmm. pushed me into the space of, um, what's the word, self-hate and, and not able to find the light within, not able to recognize myself in any way as, as confident as a, a light, a beacon of light. I was really just a shadow of myself. And I remember coming out of that I moved to LA and I started focusing on rebuilding my sense of self, my sense of self-love. And I remember noticing I started looking different once I started working on that self-love aspect, but I definitely noticed. Interesting. Um, how did that, 
How did that affect your appearance? I'm just curious. I I found that a line in the middle of my two eyebrows started um, becoming quite uh, in engrooved, and I realized. And then you're saying that. I was that falling was asleep you- with a frown on my face. I was falling. I was so mad and so sad and so turned up and completely dominated by heavy, heavy emotions. I was wearing it on my face. And so mm, okay. I was physically starting to change the imprint of lines in my face. Instead of it being expansive and open and light, it became heavy and and kind of crunched up. And so mm-hmm. I could see my face was changing direction and changing shape. And I started grinding my teeth more, which kind of changes the shape of your jaw. And as I said, the lines around my face was kind of moving inward to contraction, which was showing up as a line in the middle of my two eyebrows. So that's the first time I really noticed a change in my appearance. And it's just funny that it was through matters of the heart. I think that it it really does take a toll on on every element of our constitution when we go through massive heartbreaks and matters of the heart. So that was the initial one. But remarkably, when I moved to LA and I started making a really mindful effort to open and heal and get back out there, I could feel my system regenerating. And I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't see this withered, broken shadow of myself. I would see someone that was regaining their light and radiance. And it's almost like my face started plumping up again. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. quite remarkable. That's when I started to connect the dots of our energetic body is manifested in our physical body. And also just that things are reversible. Like just because you have a line between your eyebrows now does not mean it always has to be there. Yes, I totally agree. And I did a lot of work on positive affirmations and retraining the chatter in my mind to direct me in the way of self-acceptance, self-love. And with that comes an expansiveness and an opening in your physicality and your energetic body. And I really think that that does add some element of uh, youthfulness and reversal of the aging process. So I completely agree. Yeah, that that was my journey with facing the concept of aging and it No pun intended. <laughs> that was good, right? And then obviously parenthood, I really saw some changes in my vitality and once again it was with losing weight. When I lost so much weight through breastfeeding, I did see a change in my the sagging in my face and the lines mm-hmm. and it was confronting because my whole life I'd been programmed to keep my physical appearance impeccable. It was confronting mm-hmm. to feel that there were rapid changes going on that I wasn't prepared to put in front of my child's health or I, I, I noticed that I need definitely to, to be honest when I noticed the rapid changing after breastfeeding and not sleeping that was the moment where I said you know what this is my body um, sending me a signal and having dialogue with me and I have to put myself 
not put myself first, but I have to consider myself in this equation. And my son's fine. He's been breastfed for two years. He's on solids. It's now time to create space for regeneration, mm-hmm. for rest, for balance, mm-hmm. for healthy foods, for all the things mm-hmm. I need to feel radiant within. And I know that that will show in my appearance outside. So what were the things that you did? I know you just sort of ran us through a little list, but can you just kind of go a little deeper into the into the things that you did to regenerate after that? Sure. Sleep, number one. <laughs> All mothers will tell you that, but until you have a child of your own and you have that pocket, usually in the beginning of the first six months where it's hard to get solid sleep, you, you really get how important sleep is and how it affects every aspect of your life. Every emotional, physical, spiritual element, sleep is the foundation of our health. So I started prioritizing that and I started seeing a huge difference in my energy levels, in my wrinkles. I went as deep in the morning and emotional, creating an emotional space, which didn't send me to sleep where in my subconscious, I was churning out and trying to process these big emotional mountains. And I really feel like mm-hmm. when I had more of a uh, emotionally clean and light sleep, I would wake up with less frowning going on during my sleep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really a holistic approach where you have to keep an eye on your inventory, physically, dietary, emotionally, spiritually, and make sure that you're keeping yourself light, you're keeping yourself fed on a soul level and a physical level, and you're being intentional about keeping a sense of youth and lightness from the inside out. So just to be clear, mm-hmm. sleep letting, was Letting big. your inner child live a little. Yeah, yeah that's it. So sleep was a big one, prioritizing that. Uh, Staying hydrated was hydration mm-hmm. is the absolute once again foundation of our health. If we're not hydrated, your your skin starts to dry. Then that accentuates wrinkles and and other expressions around your face. It's also the gateway to all disease. So we want to stay hydrated. And you know what? It's really hard to stay hydrated in this world where water a lot of the time is presented as unactivated, as dead water because of the systems that we're putting all of the water through. Water naturally should be drunk from directly from the source and from a river or from a waterfall there is a natural process that the water goes through where nature activates it and so the particles come out alive and so when the particles are open and alive your system readily absorbs it into its cells a lot of the time majority of the time we're drinking water that isn't activated therefore it's just running through our body it's not even being absorbed into our system which leaves us thinking we're hydrating but we're really massively dehydrated so mm. i learned about ways to get around that common dilemma that we're we're all dealing with in this modern day society without water and the health of our water and i use chlorophyll liquid chlorophyll in my water which helps absorb it into your cells which helps hydrate your system helps purify the blood so i i try put liquid chlorophyll in my water all day every day and there are also electrolyte hydration mixes that you can include in your water. And 
what else do I use for hydration? A lot of fruit and a lot of vegetable because that way you're just naturally the fiber and the water that is naturally in the enzymes of fruit and vegetables is designed to be absorbed into our systems. So I just make sure my my water is as activated as possible. I've got lots of fruit and veggies that's hydrating my system. So that's on the hydration front. And then fat, healthy fats. Honestly, if you can eat an mm. avocado every day and they resonate with your own bio-individuality for your system. Mm. Oh my God, who doesn't love avocados? <laughs> there are some people which find them too mucusy and too heavy. So some people with over um, packed livers find it hard to digest high fats like that. So you have to listen to your own constitution. But things like avocados, salmon, things with a large amount of um, omega fats, really important to, to keep your... Which are also good for the brain. You yep. know, your brain needs fat to function. So... Yep, that is correct. Don't cut, don't cut all the fat out, please. I totally agree. And then, as I mentioned before, the emotional component of your life. I am one of those people that wear my heart on my sleeve. And you can tell if I'm going through a stressful week or my relationships, a little off kilter, it'll it'll bother me and it will show on my face. And even when I think I'm having a very relaxed, casual conversation with someone, but in the back of my mind, I'm stewing on some emotional issue, they'll say to me, are you okay? You look a little you look a little just not yourself. And I'll realize that I'm wearing that on my face, which is imprinting <laughs> grooves that I'm not too happy about. So although that, that just to throw it out there, that could be like an energetic transmission, like almost tele telepathic, you know, versus like lot, like you're wearing it on your actual face. You know what I mean? Mm. But I hear your point. I hear your point. Yeah. So I think it's important to be on the case, making sure you're clearing out any big emotional feelings and baggages because a lot of the time it translates to the, phys the physical. I mean, think of people you know in your life who aren't happy. Don't tell me they don't wear it on their face. Right. Uh, so what about you, Jenna? Tell me about the things that you have found help and make a difference with how your appearance shows up. Yes. So I think I completely agree with you that sleep is like a major, major game changer. And especially for parents, like sleep, make time for sleep um, would be my first rule too. Um, another thing for me that really helps, I don't know if it helps my physical appearance, but it helps me with um, whatever I might feel about my physical appearance. And that is, you had kind of touched on it earlier, but focusing on inner beauty, mm. focusing on my mission, um, focusing on intellectual or artistic pursuits. Because um, what that does for me, it's like, it makes me really feel beautiful from within. It makes me feel contented from within. Mm -hmm. And especially, for example, like inner beauty, like what makes you beautiful on the inside? And yes, food is one thing. Like food as medicine is definitely a part of being beautiful from the inside out. But there's other things too. There's things like a loving heart, uh, being of service, not putting yourself um, like your ego, not putting your ego first, you know? So those are some of the practices that I really, I think makes me feel more beautiful. And I don't know if it ever it's reflected on my face, but it makes me feel more beautiful because, um, 
what I truly value in others and what I truly feel is beautiful in others is the sacred heart, you know, is the, um, is the people who are of service to the collective. So I want to really focus on that within myself. And I believe that that will imbue its way out. Um, another thing is focusing on your mission. Like, what are you here on earth to accomplish? Like, you're not here on earth to accomplish like a flawless complexion for a hundred years. Like, that would that's be nice. not your mission. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're Naomi Campbell or someone, maybe. <laughs> Just joking. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. But like, what if her, what if someone like Naomi Campbell or a supermodel from the 80s, like maybe their mission hasn't really even begun. Maybe their mission, they had to live through like being held to these really high aesthetic standards just so that they could break them down later in life and then speak to that. I mean, we really don't know what their true soul missions are. And I don't think, I mean, I mean, Naomi Campbell has a reputation of not really being a beautiful person on the inside, at least from what I've heard mm -hmm. in like gossip columns or whatever. So we'll see how that plays out for her. You know, I totally agree. I am on the same page with you. It's an inside job and the people that I look at and that I'm, I'm besotted with and I'm enamored with, and they're just shining from the inside out are the people who, as you said, have a sense of purpose, know who they are and have the, a deep sense of authentic self-love. And I think that those people just have that youthful, holy grail. And all of a sudden, it's mm -hmm. like what they're radiating out completely disrupts the the physical. Like my mother-in-law, for example, is one of the most radiant, naturally happy, engaged, youthful people I know. She's 70. And yeah, she has wrinkles on her face. She doesn't look like a 20-year-old. But the energy that is pouring out of her, the life force energy that she oh my God. puts into she everything she more does. Energy than a 20-year-old. That's right. But I don't even see the wrinkles when I'm in front of her. I just see this youth and this beauty flowing out of her. So it's a very interesting conversation that we're compartmentalizing beauty to an appearance, but it really is this, this holistic being this holistic concept of energy and emotion and life purpose and the soul elements. So, so many more things. So I'm glad that we're bringing attention to it being a multifaceted concept, beauty, at least in our mm -hmm. perspectives. And I think this is a good moment to even just get into part of like the injustice of how women are held to the standard of like, you have to be so beautiful all the time. Um, because that can really, that kind of comes back to the patriarchy for me and just, um, basically it being a man's world run by men and like a woman's place in this world is to look beautiful, to look sexually appealing to a man uh, and to take care of a man, to take care of men. And that's it you know, and the man's children. And that's all. That's the box that you're allowed to exist in. The second that you're not useful for child rearing and the second you're not useful and being sexually appealing, then you may as well just go die, you know, in the patriarchy. And so as we know, the patriarchy is falling. And so this is going to be rewritten. But I think um, really the value of the wisdom of the female and the value of the female intuition and the female's loving heart and um, all of those things are kind of coming up uh, 
for review again. And that, um, in the new paradigm, we're not going to be forced to be in this little box where women are competing against women to be like the most sexually attractive to a man. You know, that's just so old paradigm. And I'm just really excited for our daughters and for our grandchildren that hopefully they will not have to live in that type of world. And you, you brought up a very important point. I think that if we really get real and we can see it everywhere in nature, I think that deep in our subconscious genetic programming, we put attention on beauty to lure the mate, to then create the child, to then have community and continue to grow our race. So that I do believe that there is this internal awareness around beauty and attraction to beauty because of something deep in our nature, our human nature. But I do think that, as you said, it has been taken advantage of. That element has been manipulated to the degree where women have just been categorized a lot of the time as needing to have these aspects which supports the men having all the real power in, in, in the game. And you're right, it is time for us to to move away from that and move more into a place of equality and place value on the things that really matter. Totally. Cause biologically, biologically, it should go both ways. Like it, biologically, if you're looking for the, the best partner to mate with in nature, then the man should also be equally attractive to the woman. Do you know what I, I totally mean? Agree. It should be the equal standard to the man. So I do think that there is an inequality there. I know you did, you did agree. So you didn't disagree, but I'm just highlighting. Oh, that. no, no, I know. I was uh, just thinking of the male peacock. He, he totally steals the show in that game. Yeah. He's there like flashing around, yeah. all beautiful, got the most beautiful coat on. And the female's a little bit like, you know, yeah, whatever, cute, but not that fancy. True. So it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting looking to nature and seeing how be beauty and attraction is, is a game that's even played with all the way since the beginning of time in, in nature. We can't deny it. So there is an aspect where we're wired to appreciate it and to be drawn to it. That's why we make art. That's why we make beautiful spaces in our home and have an attraction towards certain fabrics and colors and all of those things. But I do think that our society has grown beauty into this place where it has this unhealthy hook on us. Totally. Where our whole idea. For women, yeah, for women. Our whole identity is is attached to our whole self worth. Really, is attached to how youthful we can stay and how beautiful we can stay, which then, ironically, turns us into these incredibly inauthentic. I mean, there are some people out there which not internally beautiful. No, and the irony is, people who are who aren't able to accept their their aging process and who aren't can't age gracefully and are so riddled with plastic surgery and whatever else the irony is it's almost like a, it's they're the poster child of their insecurities so i don't know it's just mm -hmm. a strange irony that the more beautiful you be you're obsessing over the beauty the more you become this freak almost you you lose it. Yeah. Totally. 
Totally. Well, you know, I, I'd hate to interrupt this extremely juicy conversation, but I feel like this might be a good time to discuss this week's sponsor. You are definitely right. Owner Organic, bring it on. I love these Ona Organic products and it's not easy for me to find organic, delicious smelling beauty products that really get the job done. Each week, twice a week, I use the Nourishing Facial Exfoliant and each time I'm just delighted to feel how my face is left smooth and also deeply moisturized and nourished rather than the usual <laughs> post-exfoliant experience of stripped, raw, dry, Hannibal Lecter style face. Sorry to leave that visual with you. <laughs> These creative and high vibrational ingredients used in this exfoliant are Himalayan and dead sea salts, which is mysterious and amazing, almond flour and healing oils such as moringa seed oil, black seed and other gorgeous essential oils. I'm a person that really despises dryness and I need to have oil all over my body the second I get out of the shower. So I am loving the Ono Organics Radiance Body Oil, which is both grounding and uplifting, both important. And it brings me into my body and makes me happy to be there. Um, this body oil is full of moringa seed oil, meadow foam, palo santo, yang lang, and cedar wood and hemp seed oil. Can't mm. go wrong with the hemp mm. plant. I love all of that. Mm in my body right now. Each of Ona Organics products nurture both the physical and the spirit, which here at MLF is very important to us. So get your 20% discount off all of your products at ownerorganics.com and use MLF as your discount code at checkout on our shop tab or their website. Now back to the episode. And on that note, I think it's really it's a good time to talk about how we approach our de-aging process because we've been just discussing how it's been misplaced as the most important thing in society to stay youthful and beautiful. But at the same time, we want to we be loving our appearance and stay feeling fresh and youthful and good. So we, we must also put some focus on our rituals and approaches to staying feeling good in our skin. And I know that, Jenna, you make a lot of your own products and have a particular approach to the products you use to keep your beautiful, shining, youthful appearance. And before we get into that, <laughs> I just want to close the idea because I, I don't think I've put enough emphasis on onto it. Food is medicine. You mentioned food as medicine. That is one of the most incredible tools we have to stay radiant and glowing and clean and clear and uplifted. And I think it's important to each year sit with yourself and say, do I need a liver detox? Because if your liver's overpacked, for example, it, you become sluggish, you, which changes your appearance, which makes you a bit gray, which may give you a few pimples. So much is connected to our inside world and health of our organs and our blood. And everything we eat shows up and changes the expression of our DNA. So I think that food is medicine, organic if you can. So we're avoiding pesticides, hormones, antibiotics, GMO, all that poison that really accumulates over time and shows up in our appearance. So food is medicine, can't, can't root for it enough. So Jenna, tell me about your personal mm. approach to the, the products you use. 
So I have to just say really quick that I really do love the Ono Organics products. So if you're not wanting to like make your own skincare products, I really, I have been using the Ono Organics lately and it's awesome. So just to throw that in there, but um, I do like to make my own products and I've been such a busy mom lately that I have not had the chance to in quite some time, but I was just telling Amber before this that I'm going to be making a new batch just because of all the things we've been talking about, just like turning 36 and feeling like these feelings. I'm like, I need a new batch of my of my oil. And also you so get to why know I what's like to make in it. Your that's it. And and also the percentage of what's mm-hmm. in it because things can say they have like something in it like uh geranium for example, but it's like such a microscopic amount that it's not as effective as if you put 10 drops of geranium versus just one, you know? So um I what I like reason I like to do my own is for a lot of reasons. First and foremost is the same thing as cooking your own food. And it's that secret ingredient that is love. You know, when you are lovingly preparing a product, it is so much more energized in my mind than if you're like getting something off an assembly line where like no human has even touched it. Um, To me, there's something about the love which goes into making a product that actually makes it more effective. And I think that with food as well. Um, So that being said, uh, what I what I do is for for what I make is I did a lot of research on my skin type and what sort of oils I basically educated myself. So in my um, in my skincare that I make, um, I use you know jojoba oil, rosehip oil as the base, and then I add essential oils that are balancing for the hormones that are good for the skin, and then. Um, with this next round, I'm going to be intru- I'm going to be actually also using uh, some of the four sigmatic uh, medicinal mushrooms as well by making an infusion out of those and then adding that into my skincare. Genius. So um, I'm going to be experimenting with that, and I find when I d- when I do make my own products, like my skin just it just loves it. Like it, I really feel and see a difference. So that's why I like to do that. And I also think that like having the, a lot of the anti-aging products that are out there are quite expensive, you know? So, um, just to be empowered, to be able to do that for yourself and not have to be, uh, at the mercy of expensive products to me is also mm-hmm. valuable. Wow, they all sound incredible. Can you make an extra batch for me and <laughs> while you make yours? Yeah, I, I, I will. I'm, I'll make you a little, a little thing, and then you can test it out and see if it's really as effective as I okay, think great. it is. Be a good experiment. Um, and then um, Amber, how about you? Because I know you probably don't have time to make all your own skincare. So <laughs> what do you? Because you're far too social. I don't, I don't like go out and talk to people, so I have more time. Um, <laughs> What what about you? What do you what products do you use? I'm currently using avocado oil. And I've been I mean, I'm using all of the owner products. I use I I put avocado oil on at nighttime, which really plumps up my skin and I love that it's working with that avocado healthy fat food element. It's I've been finding that my skin is just soaking it up and it almost plumps it up and it doesn't cause any type of spots or you know, pimples or anything like that. So I've been loving avocado oil and I I alternate between avocado oil and vitamin C oil on my skin at nighttime. During the day, I'm using the Ona Organics Radiant Skin Oil, I think it is, which I love. They've taken the guesswork out of it for me. I make sure that 
my oils, my skin products are always organic. And I always read the ingredients. And if there's anything that I can't make sense of, I don't, I don't use it. Because as we know, the skin is our largest organ and it is absorbing everything. And if you're using something that is not organic, it will have, it will have parabens and additives and fragrances and things in it that over a certain amount of time will accumulate and show up as, who knows, heavy metals, poison to some degree in your body. I also use the Ona Organic Nourishing Facial Exfoliant about twice a week just to keep my skin super fresh and clean and clear. And as I mentioned before, when we were giving Ona Organics a shout out, it really does leave my skin feeling nourished instead of stripped. And I don't know, it just feels good to have that spring clean, like getting that extra layer of skin off my face and allowing room for fresh regenerative skin to come up. So I really think exfoliating is important if you want to keep your skin, assist your skin in in keeping as fresh and youthful as possible. Well, I was just going to say on that note, I know we've said it before, but like your skin is your largest organ. A lot of the drugstore creams or whatever are full of the stuff that Amber just said you don't want any of. And so you just got to be really careful with your skincare products because that does affect the overall health of your system, not just your skin, but also your hormones. And that I was about to say all the fragrances and parabens and things that we're attracted to because they smell so delicious. A lot of the time are hormone disruptors and we can we're going to be releasing an episode or maybe we already have as well um, on going green with a bronze mom but she talks a lot about the fragrances in cleaning products and how so many people and their children have had intense reactions to breathing in what's constantly in the air all those cleaning products with the fake fragrances and additives. So we've got to be really careful about what we put on our body, what we put on our face and what we put in our air and environment with cleaning products and makeup as well. I try to go uh, non-toxic makeup. So there are some brands we can share later on that, but I'm, I'm loving avocado. I'm loving my vitamin C. During the day, I do use a cleanser that is targeted for breakouts just to keep my complexion kind of clear. And then I have this really beautiful uh, uh, toner, which I bought in Ojai, which is a white sage, a natural white sage toner. And there is something in the scent of this white sage when I, I, I missed it on my face that internally settles my bones and I feel opens my energetic field almost. So I want to make the point that all of us are bio-individual, uh, bio-individuals, you've heard us talk about it before, but it's really up to you to drop into your body and to do a resonance test on what products are good for you in this moment and which ones aren't. I love the concept that Haley Wood, our dear friend and someone who we interviewed on on intuitive skincare earlier on in our podcast selections. And her whole philosophy is brilliant, which is that every day we're fluctuating. Every day we have 
maybe we're hydrated or maybe we're dehydrated or maybe we're lacking in this vitamin or we need it. Every day our bodies are changing and they're at a different place. And so to Mm -hmm. meet your body, what it needs in that moment is up to us. No one can tell us how to do that. And so what she does and what she suggests is to put all of your favorite items, beauty products in front of you, your oils, your cleansers, your toners, whatever it may be that you've you've vetted, you've checked, they're all organic, there's no parabens in them, they're all medicine, not poison. And then you look at them and then you ask your body, which one is it leaning towards today? What is it needing? Because sometimes I need, I feel like I need cream and my body is just leaning more towards a, a rose hip nourishing cream. And other days I'm like, mm, you know what? It's needing something richer. I think I'm going to go for the oils today. So I don't stick to one particular thing during my beauty routine. I just allow my body to tell me what it needs in that moment. So that's my approach. And the other, yeah. Love that. And the other very important element, which Jenna and I, I know, agree on 100% is the process in which you apply these products. I think it's so important to rub in. I I always massage my face as I'm rubbing in my oil or my cream. And when I don't just rub it in, massage it into my face, I send in love. I send in positive affirmations. I talk to my skin. I said, I say you're youthful, you're beautiful, you're glowing, you're radiant, you're healthy. I I make sure that I send communication through the the tools I'm using, the oils I'm using into my cellular um, system to embed it with that plumpness of love and plumpness of positivity. And I know that you do the same thing, Jenna. Can you step us through your relationship with positive affirmations and sending love to your, your skin? Absolutely. So I, when I massage my skin or if I like with a product or even if it's washing my face or with water or then with the cream or oil, um, and then, or even if I look at myself in, in the mirror, especially if I look at myself and have a negative self talk thought, that is like the call for the positive mantra. So what I just do is I combat it by saying, like, I love my skin. I see my skin plumping up. I see my skin rising and becoming less droopy. I, I, I rub it in and I say, I love you, skin. Thank you for serving me. I say, the best is not has not happened yet. The best is yet to come for us, you know? And I believe it. I think more important than saying it is believing it. I think that if you cannot believe it, then saying it is the first step. But if you can really believe it, then it will be. Do you know what I mean? And I really believe that. So for for me, when I look at my skin and I think, oh, the best is yet to come for that for us, I truly believe that. And let me tell you why, because I'm getting better every day. I'm getting healthier every day. My diet and lifestyle is getting healthier. My emotional processing of all of the, the shit that I have to process emotionally, that's getting better. It's I'm getting, I'm making progress. I'm 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 a healthier version of myself every single day. I, I believe that, you know? And I think that will be reflected in my skin. And I think that after seven years of being vegan or after seven years of, of like really loving myself, all the cells in our body regen- completely die off and regenerate every seven years. So every seven years, all the cells in your body are different than they were seven Amazing. years ago. Amazing. Looking forward to so that. I, I think 
I'm looking forward to that, you know, and I think it will get better. Like I truly do believe that. And I think if we are doing that work, if we are doing the work to, to eat more medicinal foods and to love ourselves more and to, uh, to process our emotional baggage and to get more sleep, like I think it's getting better for all of us. Like I think we're, it's getting better mm-hmm. for all of us. So I truly believe I it. agree. And with the upgrade of human consciousness and awareness around our self-love and relationship with self dictates nearly basically all the elements in our outside world, including our appearance. I think that people are becoming, finding more resources and tools that truly work. And technology is speeding up at such a fast pace and mindfulness and health and wellness is becoming thank God, such a great trend right now. I think that people are discovering technologies that are going to be a natural alternative to Botox and to other things that may be damaging well, in the long term. What do you mean term. technology? Well, I think that people are, are finding technologies that assist us in rebooting the regeneration aspect of our cellular structure. I haven't tried it. Okay. Yet. I want... Okay, yeah, you finish this and then I'll tell you my take on all this. So that. I haven't tried it personally, but, and so I can't speak to this at all. But just as an example, there is something called microcurrent, which which people, it, it's totally non-invasive. It's basically just two ones and between them, they create a microcurrent which um, kind of buzzes that cell and they say that it's a deep regeneration and reset and helps produce collagen and helps just awaken the communication between our muscles and our cells. So I don't know. I haven't done that. I don't know if it works. I don't know. The, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if there's side effects. I don't know anything about it. But for me, that's an example of how we're moving to a place where we can use technology in a non-invasive way to support us in regenerating from the inside out. Possibly. Totally. Okay. So that I, again, I also cannot speak to this because that's not something I've done or know about, but I can say like, you know, even if you're using a microcurrent to like put energies through your body and into your cells, like that is invasive, energetically invasive, but also, and we don't know what the long-term side effects are of it. So maybe if you do that now, you're going to have trouble later. But what my, my, my real point of all these technologies is what, what I think in my gut and in my heart is that first of all, we already know anti-aging is a million dollar, billion dollar business, right? So people are going to say about anything they can to get you to spend your money on their anti-aging products. And that's like a whole, like a whole like downward spiral that I wouldn't want to go towards, but also like, um, what, what was I, where was my original point on this was that, yes, if you're doing that and you're relying on like a microcurrent to plump up your collagen, you might not be doing the things that will really make you beautiful from the inside out. And also it's like, I I see it as like our future. We have two timelines happening. Okay. We have like what I would call the false AI timeline, which is sort of like humanity going towards like robots and technologies and machines that do things for us. And that's one timeline. And then there's another timeline, which I call the organic ascension timeline, which is really embracing, you know, food as medicine, self-love, spiritual concepts. And 
that timeline, I don't really see that timeline having a lot of like technologies which will improve our aging. You know, I feel like that timeline sort of deals with aging on the the deeper, like inner beauty, like really healing any baggage or anything from the inside. So because I feel so much more attracted to that organic ascension, like timeline, as I would call it, I personally wouldn't be attracted to technologies which would like you use any kind of energetic current to, to, to plump up my cells, if that makes sense. Totally. Each to their own as well. And once again, I think it comes down to a resonance test. It comes down to totally. you seeing if this is going to be applicable for you, if healthy for you, if this is going to work for your system or not. And you just got to use your intuition rather than mm-hmm. look at the trends and the fads and your girlfriends are doing it and mm-hmm. whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. your gut knowing knows. Chances are your girlfriends are wrong. <laughs> Speaking of girlfriends. <laughs> At least mine usually are. Speaking of girlfriends, another tactic or little exercise I love to do, which encourages this concept of vibrate on a vibrational scale moving into that place of youth and radiance and beauty is I have I have a lot of beautiful girlfriends from the inside out and some of them have this flawless skin some of them are my age with two kids and they just have this absolutely immaculate skin and of course come on there's genetics which definitely plays a role in all of this let's be, be real but I I sit opposite them and I'm having a conversation and my mind will, you know, when you're feeling, if when you're putting on focus on your own wrinkles or your own weight or whatever it may be, you can't help but also notice it in other people. And that can a lot of the time make you feel like you're comparing yourself a lot or you're feeling better about yourself or worse about yourself in front of people. So I have this great exercise to just kill that off which is if you have someone in front of you who has this flawless, beautiful skin, which you're working on within your own self, what I do instead of compare myself and think, oh, they're so lucky. I wish I was them. It's unfair, blah, blah, blah. I look at them and I go, wow, that beautiful, youthful radiance and flawless skin. And I, and I feel what it is to be that person with such lightness and ease around that element. And I just feel that in my own body. And it's like I can energetically morph into that reality. And I do that every time I'm with someone who I admire an element of their being. And it's a really beautiful process to just play with this mirroring effect, this reflection effect. And um, I find it it creates a sense of um, openness and calm and yeah, I, I really love doing it. It's definitely better than getting into your head and starting to compare yourself and create this divide between you and this incredible human in front of you. So fun exercise if anyone wants to test yeah, it out. Yeah, it really flips yeah, the script. Totally. Great one. Yeah, no Good worries. Job. Do you have any other points on this topic that you want to go through, Jenna, before we wrap up? Maybe, I mean, just kind of getting back to like what you're on earth to do and really focusing on that because we we talk about like loving ourselves and finding that self-love and uh, finding that inner beauty. And um, to me, like really kind of the roots of that is 
to be empowered in, in your mission, in, um, your, your life's work and what you're here to do. And I, and it might not seem that that has something to do with anti-aging, but I really think it does. Because if you look at like, for example, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or, or that's her name, right? Yeah. Um, the Supreme Court Justice. She's very old. She doesn't look young, but people freaking love her. The hipsters have her on like all their t-shirts and everything. Why? Not because she looks young and beautiful, but because she did something with her life. You know, she's the one of the first female Supreme Court justices. She's going to, even though she has like lung cancer or some type of cancer, she's going to stick it out until Trump is not president anymore. So he doesn't get to appoint another justice. And that is that is something to love. Like that is something timeless. That that is something, you know, that even if you're an old lady, like people are going to still love you and think you're relevant if you've done something that you're here to do. So I think really focusing on that is- I totally agree. And less stress in your life. Try eradicate stress. That is (laughs) our biggest enemy when you're looking at aging or trying to stay youthful. Stress is- not great on any systems. And I agree, Jenna, just do things you love doing. Do things that you're called to do that light you up, that make you feel radiant and part of something bigger. And you will be embedded with life force energy in my perspective. So I would suggest people listen to our podcast, uh, uh, following your heart's path. That's what it's called, right? Or your heart's path. Uh, Yeah. I'll yeah, link it I would to listen to that episode because for people that are listening to this and saying, yeah, it is about life purpose, but how do I find what I'm here to do? I'm so confused. That mm-hmm. episode, Jenna mm-hmm. and I really break it down and explore ways that all people can try on to find the thing that they truly feel like they're here to do. So I think that's a great mm-hmm. note to end on. Uh, we mm-hmm. always offer an mm-hmm. invitation to our audience to try on some of these concepts we've been playing with today. Jenna, do you have an invitation for our listeners? That I do. So my invitation to you listeners is next time you look in the mirror and and you have any kind of negative self-thought about your own appearance, just instead choose a positive mantra um, and say that to yourself in the mirror And also believe it. Try to really believe it. Love heals. Love is going to plump you up and make you glow and make you as youthful as you can possibly be. So, yep. Love. Botox for the heart. Just kidding. That's a good one. Amazing. I love that, Jenna. I'm going to do that today as well. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today in this conversation. We really value your presence and your support and you being part of these conversations. And this is a whole reason why Jenna and I do the Mother Loving Future Show, because it's going to take a community and it's going to take a rise of consciousness over the global shift, if you want to say, in order to make a difference in this world. And so you're part of that. So thank you so much for being with us today. If you like today's episode, please subscribe on iTunes so you catch each weekly episode. You don't want to miss one. They're all juicy and fun. And if you can leave us a review, that would be amazing as well. That helps us grow and spread the love and share this episode if you enjoyed it. And we will have you with us next time to explore more amazing, uplifting, upgrading information. So TTFN, until then, bye.